eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. It is Thursday, November 19th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Steve Wolfong, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting. We are less than a month away from the early signing period. It's officially Wolfong's season. And Steve... You're not here today to talk about recruiting per se, but I, I, th- I thought we should start getting you back in here on the College Football Daily to make sure uh, you're getting enough, enough reps and that you're uh, staying sharp with me here. Um, I want to talk about Indiana. I want to start with the show with that. They're 4-0. They play Ohio State this weekend. You've 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 covered Tom Allen since, since he took the job and, and the work he's done. What do you think has been the key to the success there and – I'm I'm personally like surprised that that he's done such a good job there just because like when when he got the job I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, so um obviously uh when he was Indiana's defensive coordinator they had some success with him uh, on that side of the ball and, and and so they didn't even have a coaching search when they moved on from Kevin Wilson they just they just promoted Tom Allen and there was a lot of scrutiny on Fred Glass for not, you know, going out there and seeing who else was available. And there's always young up and comers out there that you could take a swing on and have them, you know, come coach your football team in the big 10, but uh, they, they knew where they wanted to pivot. They, they pivoted to Tom Allen and, and he is just a really good human for lack of better words. And even through those two, five and seven seasons, his first two years, he never strayed as a person, never strayed from his belief in where the program was going and really, even people would scoff at him. Like it was a much lower level of scoff, the LEO for Indiana compared to the row the boat for Minnesota. But even here on local radio in Indiana, you you would get some eye rolls to the LEO through two, five, five and seven seasons. But they went eight games last year, nearly beat Tennessee in an exciting bowl game. That was the program's most successful season since like the eighties or early nineties. And here they are in the top 10 for the first time in three decades. And, and they're, they're playing hard nosed football, like their coach uh, all across the board. And, and really 
uh, Trey, it starts under center, and they've had a quarterback that they believe in the last couple seasons and, and Michael Penix. And I went back and looked. When he committed to Indiana in, in December of 2017, uh, I tweeted, Michael Penix has thrown for 61 touchdowns and just six interceptions over his last two seasons for Tampa Bay Tech. So he's a guy that was always um, you know, uh, electric and, and, and made things happen and didn't make mistakes and came in and really – beat out Peyton Ramsey a number of times uh, at, at IU and Peyton Ramsey's a good quarterback that's now starting at Northwestern and had the good year for Indiana last year after Phoenix got hurt and, and so it just goes to show you what kind of competitor they have under center and and then on defense and, and, and obviously they've evaluated well and developed well and they had the great strength and conditioning under um, under uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Is it Ballas or no? Ballas is at Notre Dame. Uh, the guys who went to Alabama, Dr. Ree and. Uh, oh yeah. Matt Ballou. Yeah. Ray Ballou. Ballou. Yeah. Those guys were considered some of the best in college football uh, from a strength and conditioning standpoint. And all those things helped Indiana get to where they're at right now. So I remember um, this summer when the George Floyd stuff was happening <clears throat> Sorry, when, when George Floyd was killed, Tom Allen was the first, you remember this, Steve, he was the first coach to tweet about it. And, and so I had him on the, on the college football daily, um, to, that, that following Monday to talk about it. He was like, I just, he was like, I, I just thought it was the right thing to do to just to tell our players that I support them. And you mentioned the Leo, I just had to Google it while you're talking, love each other. I didn't even realize like that was, that was a phrase, um, do you think? Oh yeah, he ends every press conference with that. I, yeah, I didn't know. Like you said, you talked about row the boat, and that obviously gets so much more buzz. Do you think that stuff resonates with the kids on the recruiting trailer? Is is that kind of the Leo and the row the boat? Does that matter more when you get when you get on campus and you're in the football program? No, it resonates for both programs on the trail. It certainly resonates for PJ Fleck. Hell, Rashad Bateman had row the boat tattooed on his arm before he played a game for Minnesota. I think so. Uh, I mean, you're looking for culture. So the recruits, like the recruits buy into Well, you're looking for culture fits and recruits buy into your culture. And Tom Allen's a very engaged recruiter with Indiana's top targets. And and he's on the phone with those guys a lot. I mean, an example, the number one prospect in Indiana in 2022, Caden Curry, he's got offers from Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan. He talks to Tom Allen once a week. And, you know, Caden Curry says it's no surprise where where Indiana's program is at and, and did a story earlier this year with a bunch of recruits talking about that because when you talk to Tom Allen, he has just had complete belief in himself and his program even during those two five and seven campaigns where they lost the oak and bucket at the end of the year both times to cement a, a losing season to their to their rivals. He never wavered. He stayed the course and um, and his kids bought in and they went through that great strength and conditioning program and they had good coordinators that, you know, they hired Kalen DeBoer last year. He was there for one year and now he's the head coach at Fresno State and, and you promote Nick Sheridan. Nick Sheridan was one of the headliners of the 24-7 Sports 30 Under 30. I think maybe our original one. I think he might have been on our original 30 Under 30 tray that you put together, you and Chris Summer. You might be right. We're the brainchilds. And now look at Nick Sheridan, man. He's he's about to be a hot name in, in head coaching circles. He's a coach's kid, and, uh, and uh, he's a guy that's really going to be impacted tremendously by what Indiana is doing on the field right now. And should get a lot of credit for the quarterback development with Peyton Ramsey and, and Michael Penix. And 
his his role in that. And and, and so good co- making sure he's had good coaches on staff, replacing coaches. He loses his D-line coach, Mark Hagan, to the University of Texas. And, you know, he, he just he's losing coaches, losing strength and conditioning coaches. But Tom Allen's the, the steady at the top and he's making good hires. And, and, and so far, so good as the Hoosiers go into the showdown with Ohio State. And they played Ohio State tough. Uh, they typically do annually. We'll see if they can get over the hump this weekend. That's a tough challenge. Yeah, if you want to read more about Tom Allen, Brandon Marcello did a really nice job with his feature on the 24-7 sports platform. Steve, uh, you live close to Bloomington, so I'm, it, it's fun to hear you get fired up about the Hoosiers, and I, I'm sure it's there's more Hoosier fever for football there than there's ever been in, in years. Um, you, you talked about, like, Nick Sheridan and he's going to maybe be a coaching candidate. You talked about Tom Allen losing coaches. Is, is Tom Allen to you somebody who I think he would be a good hire for somebody at this point, but is he someone to you who, who could leave or, or do you kind of get the sense that he's a, he's a, he's an Indiana guy at this point? Well, he's from Indianapolis. He coached at Indianapolis, Ben Davis high, which is um, the most tradition rich high school football program in the state um he but he's been in the sec you know he coached at ole miss uh, i think i think you know i've never spoken to tom allen about this but i think if a program comes calling and it's at, at a place where the path to a national championship is a little less bumpy i would think that you would listen right i mean we've seen some right you know outside of pat fitzgerald um who turned on michigan in 2005 or whatever how often do we see a coach at a at what is considered a middle tier power five turned down what is considered a blue blood or an elite job. It's very rare. So the the coaching carousel in the Big Ten, all right, like Tom Allen will say he stays in Indiana. We'll say PJ Flex stays in Minnesota. Pat Fitzgerald, he's if he's never if he hasn't left yet, he's never gonna leave. And he's done such a great job getting Northwestern back after a, a bad twenty nineteen season. He made a tough decision. Michigan. He fired. He walk- fired. Tom, yeah, Pat, he Pat fired did. his offensive coordinator. Um, and this will segue to you, to your next part probably. But he fired his offensive coordinator, Mick McCall. They'd been together so long. I'm sure that wasn't easy for for Coach Fitzgerald. But he made the tough decision. And Northwestern, you know, they're they're back at three and zero or four and zero, and they're ranked. And they got a big ball game this week against Wisconsin. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, I'll toss the segue back to you because I, you know what I know, and we are going to talk about Jim Harbaugh. You, I was watching the Will Fong whip, whip around the weekly segment you do with Josh Pate, which is like just you at your purest, just like fifteen minutes of of you talking recruiting. Um, you compared Jim Harbaugh and what's going on now, and I'll let you mention when you get to it that he's recruiting very well. Like the recruits have not stopped buying what he's selling, but. You mentioned you compared Jim Harbaugh to Brian Kelly when Brian Kelly and Notre Dame went four and eight. Brian Kelly had had to retool everything, you know, fired Brian Van Gorder, whatever. You think Jim Harbaugh potentially is going to keep his job, but he will have some tough decisions to make. And now, before you get going on this, because I know your argument, I want you to know mine. I would say Jim Harbaugh already did play some of that card already by bringing in Josh Gaddis to revolutionize an offense that has yet to be revolutionized. But I want to hear your take on why Jim Harbaugh might still be able to turn things around here. Well, I think that when you look at Jim Harbaugh's track record as as a football coach, you know, he went 12 and one at Stanford at a place that 
that had hadn't been done before and maybe that was their best season ever at that point i know they had a couple good years afterwards uh maintaining the, the standard he set and then he took a 49ers team to the Super Bowl uh, in in the NFL, and uh, I think came up short of another Super Bowl, but had him close uh, there. Three 10-win seasons at Michigan uh, during his time. He's had teams ranked uh, in the top 10 uh, in in uh, four of his six seasons at Michigan. They've they've been ranked in the top 10 at various points in the season. Look, I understand what he's ultimately judged by, beating Ohio State, and, and, and he's 0-5 in, in, in those games. Um, a couple times he went into those games with a real chance to win them, and, and, and they just didn't get it done. Um, but I, I, at, at the end of the day, I still think he's a good football coach. Um, uh, I, he, they're 1-3 this year. It's a miserable season. Uh, um, but it, it, it reminds me of the four and eight year at Notre Dame where, you know, Brian Kelly did have the 12 and one year where they went to the national championship in 2012. But after that, they went nine and four, they went eight and five, they went 10 and three, and then they went four and eight. And there were a lot of people screaming for his head the same way we're, we're seeing now uh, uh, with some Michigan riders and, and certainly uh, on the, me- on the message boards. But I think I've never seen, coach Harbaugh more involved in recruiting um, or, or at least like at first he certainly was, but then I think he lost his fastball, but I think like he's getting more involved again. And I think his staff is coming together in that regard. And they have the number nine class this year. I think they're starting to create this new identity on offense with some of the speed that they've really recruited a lot of speed. And we're seeing some of it with Roman Wilson and AJ Henning and, and, uh, um, uh, Blake Corum, and, and they're coming in behind with with some guy, you know, guys like Xavier Worthy, and uh, I like Giles Jackson. Yeah, right. So you have you have Giles Jackson out there. Like this is going to be become a a, a difficult uh, offense to to really play against when, when you're adding, you know, Xavier Worthy and and uh, you know, Christian Dixon and, and and some of those Andrew Anthony to the guys you recruited in the year prior um, and they always are going to develop and recruit well on the offensive line. I mean, the, the place where they're hurting is, is uh, in the secondary. It's obvious that they've had some recruiting misses that are showing up on the field right now. Maybe they have to do what Brian Kelly did this year and, 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 and take a transfer at corner for next year to stop the bleeding a little bit um, and, and then recruit the 2022 position lights out. Um, but I, I still like the way, the Michigan's trending. Um, I know that it's easy to, you know, Jim Harbaugh has always been a lightning rod. Every year at Michigan, you write his name in the uh, SEO. Uh, people are searching Jim Harbaugh. He gets read, and it's easy to kick the man while he's down, but people forget that he's had a lot of success in his career. And, and I think he should get the opportunity to make some tough decisions. And, and uh, um, sometimes coaches don't make those tough decisions and they get canned. You know, we've seen that happen too. Uh, maybe that happened with Mark Rick down at Miami. But um, you know, I, I I think that with, with some change within their program, uh, I, I like the way they've recruited, and I think that Michigan's got a chance to you know be what they want to be with Jim Harbaugh at the helm still. The College Football Daily will be right back. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast last question and i i think that was all you made some points i think you might have you might sway some people who are listening who think it's time for jim harbaugh to leave because brian kelly and notre dame i had steve lorenz on a few weeks ago i I didn't mean that go ahead I, I kind of said a lot of the same things about Brian Kelly back when he was four and eight, but I said never again can he have less than a 10 win season. I mean, that is the standard if you're the University of Notre Dame. Yeah. And they win 10, they win the Citrus Bowl, they beat LSU to get to 10 that year. And, and then obviously they're in the Cotton Bowl the next year, the college football playoff, and 11 wins last year. I mean, one of their two losses was to Michigan. They didn't play well. It was a monsoon. They lost, but they still won 11 games. And now they have their best team yet at, at Notre Dame. And, and so I, I think that Michigan, you bring Harbaugh back for one more year after this, and you say, look, man, we can't lose. We got to be double-digit wins year in and year out. It's the University of Michigan now. You know, nine and four is not a good year. You know, we we need to be in the equation for the college football playoff and in the equation to, to be in the Big Ten title game every year. Uh, but I, I think one more year – because of the way they've they've recruited, particularly on offense, um, I, I think that they should give him a chance. All right. So you mentioned you mentioned why he should stay. Let's say he doesn't. Let's say maybe he even leaves on his own accord. The only reason I've been doing this is I'm asking you, like we're completing the Midwest Triangle. Luke Fickle didn't take Michigan State. He's an Ohio State guy. He's doing such a good job at Cincinnati. You wrote last year about he was recruiting so well. Why leave now? The 2019 class was great. The 2020 class was great. The 2021 will be the best in the group of five. If Michigan came open, do you see Luke Fickle being interested in it enough to leave Cincinnati? Well, I think that that's the caliber of job he's looking for. I think that Michigan State is obviously a good job, but it's not in the same pantheon. I'm sorry. I apologize to anyone that offends. But, uh, but um, you know, Cincinnati. Oh, you're right. We knew that they were going to be awesome this year like with what they were bringing back 
and then what they were adding from a recruiting standpoint, Luke Fickle wasn't even taking a chance by staying at Cincinnati. I mean, like he knew they were going to have a great year. They are. And his name is still, I mean, he's one of the best up and coming coaches in college football and he can take his time because guess what? Cincinnati going to be good next year too, you know? And so he doesn't, he doesn't have to be in a rush to leave. He has a great culture at Cincinnati. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's got a great offensive, his offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock, helped win a lot of games at Notre Dame. So he's got great coordinators. Marcus Freeman is his D coordinator who will probably be the head coach of Cincinnati when, when Fickle does leave. And, and, and so, um, everything good young coaches Gino Gudogi that place is in such great shape do I think I think Michigan if there was an opening they should try and hire Luke Fickle now Luke Fickle is a great Ohio State football player that then has helped Ohio State win championships as a coach could he roll out of bed and put a black M dark blue shirt on that I think that's more you know for him to for him to decide but I mean, yes, absolutely. He's a great coach. He's a great coach. He's a great recruiter. He understands culture. He understands how to win. Uh, his football teams aren't scared to play anyone. And, and uh, um, but I, I mean, I don't know, Trey. Could you wear an Oklahoma shirt to work? Um, if they were paying me seven mil, I would definitely do it. Um, but no, I, I totally get it. Like uh, the people made the same argument about like why would why would Urban Meyer have ever taken the Florida State job or or the, why would Urban Meyer take the Michigan job? But that's different. That's different. Because Luke, because Luke went to Ohio that's State. Different, like Urban. Ur, yeah, Urban that's too. You can't do exactly. it. Exactly. Urban played at Cincinnati. Urban played at Cincinnati. Like not not only did Fickle play at Ohio State, but then he like cut all his teeth as a coach at Ohio State too. So it's like it's just a unique situation. Sometimes, like Mike Hart is the running backs coach at Indiana. He's a great coach. He's the best running back at, that Michigan has had, and. Michigan hasn't had a running back drafted since Mike Hart played for them. He could be the running backs coach at Ohio State. I don't think that would be an issue. But yeah. he didn't like play at Michigan and just do all his assistant coaching at Michigan, and and then build a build a group of five school up and then coach at Ohio State. Nah, man, I think that'd be different. I think if you if you're the head coach at Michigan after all that history with Ohio State, you're in some ways kind of flushing that Buckeye that Buckeye stuff down the drain as far as you know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be different. It'd be different if he didn't go there. Uh, Steve Wiltfong, you know so much about everything. Follow him at SWiltfong247 on Twitter, the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. It's a busy time of year for you. Scrolling through your Twitter, you've got like 20 tweets today. We got flips. We got, you know, uncommitted kids you need to keep an eye on. You've got five stars committed to SEC programs. You've you got it all. So go make sure you follow Steve on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate him taking time out of his busy day to join us. My name is Trey Scott. We'll talk to you all next time on the College Football Daily.